The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the Western world, we have the highest divorce rates of any country. 60% of men and 50% of women are sleeping with someone other than their spouse. What does this mean? Welcome to Contract for Love with your host, Lori J. You'll learn to look at marriage a whole different way, or even not at all. Now, here is Lori J. Good afternoon. Lori J. here with you on Voice America. And we're talking Contract for Love, a show based on my book, Don't Get Married, get a five-year contract. I wrote this book because I do believe in long-term relationships, only without the marriage ceremony. Contract for Love, a beneficial movement, better suited for relationships in the now. And speaking of the now, who is Lori J? I am and have been in the psychic realm doing many different metaphysical modalities, including guiding my clients, whether personally, in couples, or in groups on how to combine our sexuality, excuse me, our sexuality, spirituality, and the earth plane existence. I have been living, learning, and loving for over 25 years, culminating in my dream come true of talking to you through internet radio. So let's get to our show. I have a wonderful guest here today. His name is Clay Villanueva. And Clay has been all over the world. He has had many experiences with many different cultures. He is going to talk to us today on many things, especially things that might be a little bit out of the ordinary that he has seen and been a part of. Hopefully some sexual rituals and ceremonies, and I know he's all for that. Excuse me, I got a little froggy in my voice today. And so what I would like to ask you, Clay, right off the bat is, first of all, can you give us a little bit of your background, okay, how many places you may have been to, and then tell us about your most recent trip because you just got back from Peru, and we certainly want to know what happened there because I know you've had some experiences. So talk to us. What did what happened? Well, um, first of all, hello. Uh, Sorry, we're getting all coordinated here in the studio. <laughs> but uh, yes, yes, uh, I just did return from Peru, and that was a pretty phenomenal uh, event. Uh, and then you were saying background-wise, um, as far as the travel thing goes, uh, my father had worked in the oil industry when I was a child. So we were in uh, the Caribbean and South America um, for many years. And, um, and then after that, I was in the military for a while, so that took me to Asia and Australia and then uh, my father also had moved back to uh, Europe. And so I spent a great deal of time with him uh, in Europe. So it's been kind of a North America, South America, Asia, Europe kind of a adventure so far. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of different cultures, a lot of different perspectives and points of view. Yeah, and while you were um, 
floating around in some of these countries. And, of course, you were in the Navy for seven years, correct? Yeah. And um, you were – did you visit a lot of countries and different ports and things like that while you were in the Navy? Did you have that ex- – a yes. oh, wonderful experience. Great. Now, I really want to ask you um, a question, and it w- it is about, you know – we talk about different cultures and we think about different cultures and what i'm interested in is did you find any place you know while you were on your travels that really differed so much from us that it really did like an experiential trip on your head so to speak you know what happened in maybe some other cultures maybe even the one that you just did in peru um what you know, what, what happened that may have been something so exciting you want to talk to us about it? Well, um, actually, kind of collectively, more than just one place, it's, it's interesting, I've, and I'm guessing it's because we're such a young culture here in, in the United States. And, uh, you know, here we think we 50, 100 years, and that's our big history. But uh, you start traveling to these other countries, and, I mean, you know, they've got churches and landmarks that are 800 years old yeah. or 1,200 years old. And, and the cultures there, they really are a little more settled than we are. So the, the actual love between people is, is a very similar thing. However, how the culture helps to support the people in love and their relationships is what I found to be very different from the U.S. The U.S. is very, uh, hey, you're in love, right on, get married, have good luck, and, you know, see you later. Um, and it seems like a lot of other cultures, it's a very big deal, and it's very involved with the families. Like, the families are a big, big, big part, and that builds a community, whereas here, I mean, I've been married a few times, and, you know, like your intro says about the divorce rate, and just in general, it is a little more of a do-it-yourself thing here in the U.S., which appears to be kind of why maybe it's easy to kind of get off track a little as far as your relationship goes because there, there aren't a lot of guidelines that I've seen. And and when things kind of get a little squirrely, again, you're sort of on your own, whereas in, in other cultures, it's very open. I mean, there's whole, if you're having an issue in, in, your, in your relationship, man, you've got like the parents and the sisters and the brothers, and it's not like these people are prying. It's this whole tribe or, you know, this pod of people that really love you and care about you and can kind of helping help guide you along. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that really helps because when two people are not seeing eye to eye, that's two points in space and there's not really a reference out there. But when you've got a whole community around you that really loves you, then it's a little kind of easier to tell when maybe one person is sort of not looking at the bigger picture compared to the other person. So that's the major difference that I've found. Okay. So, uh, we know that when we first met, you and I discussed, um, you got pretty, you know, really into the discussion, so to speak, (laughs) about, you know, yes, we don't need to be married. We can just choose and be with one another. And you were just about saying the exact words, and this was before you read my book, actually, and you were saying some exact words that were in my book, and I'm looking at you like, Wow, and you're going, yeah. And I think at that point, because it was right after meditation, you were jumping around, and I was like, ah, we got this, you know, we've got, <laughs> we both believe the same thing, and that's so cool. And uh, so we do have a lot of the same 
feelings and ideas about marriage. And, and I know you've had a few marriages. And the thing is, is when we do talk about and talk to people who are married, I always ask them this question. If there was no marriage, would you be with the woman you're with right now? Absolutely. See? And you and nothing actually uh, makes you feel like you have to have that marriage certificate, correct? You would still, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll let you answer. Okay. Because that's what we're trying to get across is, you know, there, and, you know, if even in other cultures, if, uh, but a lot of the other cultures are sort of ruled by religions too, aren't they? Or some kind yes, of ceremony or right. definitely a lot of that going yeah. on. Yeah. So uh, even though they have the family and, and it becomes a, a, you know, it's more tribal, uh, there's still the fact that they're basing their relationship on something outside of themselves, not something that's, you know, in other words, we have to get married because of our religious situation or beliefs. Uh, and so that sort of makes it what they consider right and we and what we're trying to do and a lot of things we're talking about on this show is there's no judgment here it's just be together be in love allow yourselves that openness of one day you may find out whoa i don't think i want to be here anymore so how do you work this out without government intervention, <laughs> um, religious intervention, you know, you have all this intervention and sort of like, leave me alone. I just want to grow and be and, and explore. And so that's when, that's a lot of what you and I were discussing. And, and you know, you can, <laughs> you can tell me if, if you don't remember some of that, but I, I believe we did talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right about the whole religious portion of that, and I'm personally not a huge follower of the institutionalized, institutionalized religion. However, I think an interesting parallel to the, the religion and, and, and what we were discussing with your book is that maybe the, some folks are not as spiritually enrolled as much as it allows a little bit of a framework mm-hmm. for the relationship. It just happens to be in the context of the religious Delivery, whereas whereas doing a contract instead of marriage is a similar thing because you can actually put in writing what it is that you're going to be striving for. It, it it allows for a little bit of structure. Okay, you know I feel that it might be time for us to have a few sips of tea and honey, and afterward we can talk a little bit more about things that are going on in the world. And hopefully you'll tell us about your trip to Peru. Absolutely. Thank you. Let's take a breath and a sip. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Visit LoriJ.com to find out more about Lori J and her services as a psychic intuitive reader and past lives channel. Be sure to pick up Lori J's book, Don't Get Married, Get a Five-Year Contract, available on Amazon.com. With cheating and the divorce rate so high, why not look at commitment and marriage from a different point of view? You'll view relationships in a whole new light, one that you've probably never thought of before. Don't get married, get a five-year contract. Find out more at LoriJ.com. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. 
Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Contract for Love. To reach Lori J. or her guest, please call toll-free 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Lori J. at LoriJ.com. Now, back to Contract for Love. Welcome back. This is Lori J. And I have with me Clay Villanueva. And he's going to be talking to us about many things that he's experienced while he has been traveling the world. And one of the things, and I know I mentioned this in my first segment, and um, I really want to get at it so we don't miss any of this. I want to please, please, please (laughs) talk about Peru because you have just gone there and it was a whole ayahuasca trip and so I want our listeners to learn about this and hear about it because this has been and I want you to give us a little just a touch of history if you can because if you don't know what ayahuasca is could you please explain that and also explain why you did this what you know what was all of these you know I know you had the experience but tell us all about why you did it again well, um, the, the word ayahuasca means divine of the soul. And pretty much the uh, South American cultures for thousands of years have been using this. Uh, they, they make a tea, a drink out of it. And they've been using that with uh, working with shaman and people that are familiar with this for thousands of years to, to, to clarify and open the heart and to really get some, some vision and to some insight as to what's going on in life in general. So... Um, I, it was about three years ago when I turned 50, and I was like, okay, I need some, some answers about what's going on. <laughs> and, uh, and I had heard of it, and I did some research on the Internet. And it was pretty amazing stuff out there. Um, so I went, and it was a life-changing event. Um, it was like 10 days, almost two weeks, down in the jungle, no electricity and hot water, and you're, you're living in a hut, and, and every other night you're drinking this tea, and you go into a ceremony that lasts anywhere from four or five hours and then the whole effect of uh, the, the the tea goes for like 12 hours but um, it was a very very opening uh, you get to really look at your life in a way that you never see in in a, in a normal perspective you kind of get like a third party vision of what's going on and you can see your own inner workings and defense mechanisms that you've that you've made for all these things that happened to you and you get to look at uh, events in your life and maybe where you've been uh, felt hurt or injured, um, physical illness as well. I mean, it's just, it's an amazing, it's, it's a consciousness. It's not just like here where people are like, Hey, you know, there's, there's recreational mind expanding drugs, which are fine. And when I partake, you know, that's, I've, I've been involved, but this has a loving 
entity consciousness to it and like i said they've been doing this for thousands of years and it's not like two kids are like hey let's go do this thing you know it's like <laughs> that's what i was going to make sure we we got across it's not just oh let's just go do some ayahuasca <laughs> right right yeah no it's no that's not kind of that's not how that rolls uh i mean i mean like you know we were working with people that were 40 50 years old that had been working with this for 20 years and they were masters and they they were very kind and very loving and 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 helped guide people through all kinds of, of of cleaning and clearing. I mean, it was, to put it simply, it was a beautiful soul-polishing experience. It was, you know, kind of if you imagine the, your windshield in life as you're going down the road, and, you know, it's like you get you get bugs on it. You get some mud on it, you know. It's like it's like you got to clean the windshield every once in a while. And, 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 and certainly you don't need ayahuasca to do that. I mean, that's what meditation and breathing and, you know, just going on the inside and, and asking yourself really what's going on is about. But if you're looking for the no holds barred, instant uh, <laughs> gratification—that's not where you're going to go. Not gratification. No, no, no. no I was not into that. And my, you know, a lot of people think, you know, when you're talking about, oh, you know, I'll, like I said, instant gratification. No, this is a trip. This is an actual mind experience that. No, I have not partake taken. I mean, I'm. St- you know, I'm leery, I'm a little nervous, <laughs> I would be a little scared, you know, all those things that, you know, some that you got to learn whether or not you want to do this. It is it is a big choice in one's life. And, uh, but I think that what I'd, you know, I'd really like to know too is when you came, you did, you did this before you, did you do this before you met your wife of now or did you do it while you were still married? While I was still married, yes. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm still married. Don't yeah, yeah, yes. no, yes, yes, that's okay. Yeah. And um, so now your wife didn't go with you the first time, but this time she went with you. Exactly. Yes. And how wonderful is that to think that Finally, you know, you you know, you had these wonderful experiences, and and um, if you can, before we get to your wife, how your wife um, felt about this, can you just tell me a few of? Um, I don't want to get. I need to get as personal as you'll let me. Okay, <laughs> I'd like to find out what were some of those experiences when you were, you know, in the influence because you're not under, you're in the experience. So. What were some of the things you felt? And were these things, um, you know, did they just show you the humanness and the soul? And what what can you tell us? Hmm. Well, words are, are teeny-weeny, minuscule. Yeah. But anyway, um, it was a lot about um, being able to to see how we actually fabricate our, our worlds. Um, like... Like one of one of my insights was I got to watch how this world is actually woven from like conscious light. I mean, it's it sounds really way out there, but I mean, when you're watching this, it's it, it's a pretty amazing thing. Um, an, another uh, big insight, and these insights come; they just come to you. The, just suddenly, you you know them, and you hear them in your own voice. But um, another one was about thinking and and not confusing thinking with action. Because uh, I, I know I'm a big uh, too-much-in-my-head kind of guy quite often, and I'm someone will present something or, hey, let's try this or that or whatever, and I'll think about it. I'll go, well, I already thought about it. And I had been confusing thought with action. And, it's, and, and there's a whole universe of possibility out there, especially in the unknown. And um, 
what I had been doing was really cheating myself out of spontaneous possibilities and the beauty inside other people and letting the universe actually bring things like you've heard the law of attraction and whatnot. Um, a lot of that comes from taking action in the world when you aren't 100% sure of everything because the mind, it really doesn't know everything. It wants to know. <laughs> Let me tell you, I would love to know exactly what's going on, but um, as human beings, that's part of our nature here is to be able to kind of dance with the unknown because that is where possibility lives. And I had been kind of hiding in my brain and I was really cheating myself out of a lot of love and laughter and joy and just life awesomeness by doing that. And it, that was made very clear. Well, how do you, uh, you know, when you're in this kind of, um, you know, we've got to call it an altered state of consciousness. I guess that's the, they the call word. It in, in the medicine. In the medicine. Oh, I like that. Okay, when you're in the medicine and you're seeing something like, wow, the light, you know, seeing maybe the matrix and light of how we are all connected and, and those kinds of things. What, um, you know, how do I put, I know it's very difficult for you to put this into words. But it did make a profound, uh, what was it that made the most profound, you know, uh, difference in your life from that moment and those moments of being on ayahuasca? And this is, by the way, people, um, to my listeners, it's not that I'm trying to push ayahuasca on anybody because, like I said, I'm, I would be a little scared. I just want to understand because this is a big thing that people do and, and go and and they have these massive experiences. And so that's what I'm trying to bring you to you today is this massive experience that actually um, and it also helped your marriage. And so I'd like you to talk a little bit about that. So I don't know how to ask you what you saw. You know, what what was it that, you know, got you all tingly and, and oh, kind of feeling, you know? And I know you probably can't, if you can explain it, because we don't have TV in this room. <laughs> well, TV doesn't help because you no, just see people sitting there going, wow. Wow, yeah, yeah okay. It's, that, it's, that's not a moving experience. <laughs> okay, so maybe words are the better uh, way of doing this. So can you talk a little bit about that? And also, if you can talk to us a little bit about why you brought your wife and why, well, of course, she had to decide to do that. And um, could you talk to us about that, too? So sure. can you do both things for us? Okay, I'll try to balance enough. I'll off the chair here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> As far as the wow thing goes, I know it sounds really corny, but I'm just telling you that's the reason why it is corny. It, it really is all about gratitude and intention in your life and love. I mean, the love thing, the whole love power, you know, all the 60s stuff, it just seems like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But, but when you are there and you are seeing this whole other dimension and the universe opens up and there is, it's just this beaming sunshine of love you're just like that's what they're talking about and you get it and it's this beautiful awakening of like oh my gosh that was the veil was lifted yes it lifts the veil absolutely okay absolutely and i think most of our listeners you know can definitely relate to that that we're in a position you're you're being able to see the mystery of the universe sort of open up to you well, wow. <laughs> and, and, the, and the beautiful thing is you get to pick what it is that you want to have unveiled to you. Really? Oh, yeah. It's not like it's just a lottery where you're just like, let's go see what happens. Your intention going into the ceremonies, 
I mean, ayahuasca responds completely and just opens up any, I mean, anything that you and your life, your mind, any question from the nature of reality to how grass grows to love to your body. There's been uh, cancer has, has like gone away from people. It's just, it's like if you ever just wanted to ask God a question, you know, I hate to use the G word because that freaks a lot of people out. But I mean, if you ever want to ask the universe, the creator, whatever you want to call it, but if you just, just to be shown an insight into anywhere, that is what the beauty of the ayahuasca is. And it is a beautiful, feminine, conscious energy. It's not just like you take a substance and then you're, you're tripping. It's kind of, I mean, that's, that has value unto itself. But this is a, a conscious female feminine energy. It's called the grandmother. And, and you just feel the warmth and the love. And, and any question you have ever it's like answered in the most beautiful, kind way if your grandmother came over and put her arm around you and was like, Aww. oh, here you go. And you get to see what's going on and you can just feel this love and then you can open up and you can feel this love going on in yourself. And when you start to accept yourself more and do the love, then that's what you have to share with the whole entire world. And that's kind of where I was coming from that I was like, man, I just want to give to the world, but what do I have to give? I'm just a regular guy. And then when you see this awesome just explosion of love that comes out of every single human being, and that's what you have to give to people that opens up tremendous areas in your life and your relationships wow amazing now your wife wanted to go this time correct and yes and you um felt it was going to enhance your relationship because let's face it every time this is another thing that i've talked about um things can get not well not so much well yeah boring okay things can get boring things can get a little uh communication sometimes. communication yeah a lot of things just go to the wayside and uh and i believe uh correct me if i'm wrong um she asked you to take her on this trip correct yeah to it, peru yeah okay to do this to do the ayahuasca now, um, what I'm more now that we talked about ayahuasca, and, and I feel people have a pretty good idea of what that is. Um, I just want to get into more of the love and the actual. Okay, now you've had this experience. Now you're bringing it back to the earth plane, so to speak. Okay, you're back in the U.S. and you're back with all this, all the hypers, you know, activity and everything. And you hear you come to the show and you've got a beard. I never saw you with a beard. <laughs> and you're, you know, so when you come back into the earth planes and you are, you know, and you brought your wife back with you, how has this enhanced your relationship? Well, um, let me just take one step back and answer actually the question, which I didn't get to answer earlier. Okay. Uh, I forgot, sorry. Uh, but, okay. but you asked part one about, about what I felt was the life-changing event. Mm -hmm. And and then the second thing was about about my, my wife. Mm -hmm. So yes, you're absolutely correct. And um, when I went three years ago and came back, she noticed this massive difference and it changed life for me. But she said, that's awesome for you. But you know, I'm I'm, that's not that's not my thing. So it's cool, and this and the, it is a very huge. I mean, you have to want some answers or want some experience. This isn't something just like, hey, try this out. Um, and then, uh, so three years later, there had been some challenges for my wife and deaths in her family, and it was you know was, there were some heavy times. And then just out of the blue, she just said, uh, I'm ready. And I was like, uh, ready for what? And she's like, I'm ready to go to Peru and go drink ayahuasca. And, I, I, and after I got up off the floor after three years, I was like, really? And she's like, yes, I'm, I'm ready to go. And so 
sure enough, I didn't know how we would do it. And then next thing you know, in October, we're down there. Um, and then as far as her experiences, it really was able to clean and flush out a lot of heaviness that had been carried over the past few years with family issues and just you know i mean plus we're 53 we're getting older i mean i don't know in the audience but anybody who's getting older can relate it's <laughs> that's a challenge in, in itself and we just had a lot of stuff going on and what it allowed her to do was was kind of just let a lot of that go i mean she's been just a totally different person i mean laughing and singing and dancing and oh. i mean it's just so beautiful to watch it's it's like the the woman i knew you know four or five years ago 10 years or 20 you know, all that yeah. but, but before life started getting really heavy and serious yeah, yeah. so it, it was it was like i said soul shining taking out the emotional spiritual heaviness the, taking out the trash you know all that <laughs> stuff that just did you know people end up owning that it really isn't your stuff at all it was it was life-changing i can't even tell you i mean it's just now you've asked about once we get back here into yes, the U.S. Yes, um, The beautiful thing is that, that the bond that we were able to experience when we were in the medicine, because when you're there, like the ego really, you, you, you get to look at it from outside of it instead of it kind of embracing you. And, uh, and, and, and we were able to go on these journeys and see together that we were not trying to have an agenda. We were not trying to push our ego on the other person, and we were there to serve each other 110%, anything we could do, and the love was just like glowing, beaming, gushing. So so it, it, it enabled us to create and to see the bond that we really had deep inside. So now that we're back in the U.S., when things get crazy and everyone's hectic and busy, it's like we can always stop and take a breath and sing like the silly little songs that we learned down there and we crack up laughing (laughs) and we hug and we realize that that the big picture, the love and and why we're here to share ourselves and to really care about people and all about being grateful and what our intentions are, that is what's important. And that puts all the little problems that we've had before or just in our daily lives. It puts them in perspective as to how small they really are compared to who we're being and the fact that we're here and we have a whole lifetime to celebrate this. So I, it's it's been amazing. And, yeah, we have our stresses and our hassles and everybody's got things and flat tires and you know, all, oh, that, you know, all that crazy yeah. stuff. But it's so small. And, and when you're not about to explode on the inside because of stress or because of issues or family or health or whatever, when you have some peace on the inside, those small issues, you can allow them to be small. And that's the benefit that, that we have seen since oh, we've been back. What I would like to ask also is, and I thank you for that, you know, for sharing that with us, uh, is when we are looking at life from that perspective – and you were able to bring it back. That's wonderful. How do you feel? How would we do it? Let's say people don't want to go all the way to Peru for an ayahuasca you know, experience. What do you feel after having this experience that you could say to people, well, this is how to recapture things. This may be not, not that you're trying to sell ayahuasca. That's not what I'm t- not that you can. <laughs> I'll be <laughs> on the th- corner. God, I right. to, yeah, gosh, I got to make sure that the people understand that. Okay, but um, but when if you don't if you don't ever experience ayahuasca is what I'm trying to ask you. Since mm-hmm. you've all since you have experienced, what do you feel people could do in this uh, time in their life to bring those kinds of closeness 
to the, themselves and their partner that would make it a much more uh, exciting type of a relationship when they're trying to be together and all of this earth plane existence gets in the way. And then what happens is we want to go elsewhere. The sex stops, you know, mm-hmm. and I bet the sex was great. Now, I mean, because it was within love. I mean, the whole, you know, and yeah. excuse me for being extremely no, personal, but you knew I was going to do that. That's what it's all right. <laughs> and, uh, and that is a great thing. And to recapture that, recapture those feelings of the sexual union. You know, I feel all of that is what's important, but not everybody's going to go to Peru for an ayahuasca trip. So can exactly. you comment Abs- on some of yeah, that? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, the first part uh, was about you asking about what people could do in lieu of an ayahuasca trip. I mm-hmm. mean, I mean, it's, you know, in Peru, like here, ayahuasca is illegal. Down there, it's considered a national treasure. I mean, it's like, <laughs> like that's how drastic things are. Um, but realistically, the two really important things that, that – come up for me that I would suggest. Um, One is that you have to choose to dip your toe or your whole head or your body into consciousness. And and that that does not have a fixed definition. There are are thousands of ways to to do that. But um, being busy appears to take up a lot of our lives. And the whole consciousness thing requires some time and some effort. And, And there is no one right way to do it. But to engage is what is important. So being busy and, you know, when, when I've got spare time or I'm on vacation or when I retire, I'll, I'll look at consciousness. That's not going to actually serve you. Like for me personally, I mean, I, I do breathing and a meditative thing every day for like 45 to 55 minutes, which is almost an hour. I mean, that's an hour of, of it could be a lot of other things. But um, it's super important to me to, to connect with who I am, why I'm here, and to get centered and to breathe and to really choose who I want to be when I go out into the world and do whatever it is that I do. Okay. Okay, so, so, so some form of that is really important because then that gives you a peaceful center and then that kind of refills you with this energy of who you are and then you have something to give people during the day and not just people but your significant other. So when you're in a relationship, if you're so busy all the time that you don't have time for yourself, how are you really going to have time for somebody else and what are you going to have to give them? So that sets the stage for a beautiful relationship because because you're you're putting your priorities out there. You're not running around like a chicken with your head cut off. You're like, hey, first thing I do in the morning is I connect with who I am and what I have to give to you in a relationship. Um, That's kind of the first thing, some breathing and some consciousness. And the second thing is to really find out from your partner what their definition of love is because everyone kind of throws around this word and mm-hmm. love is sort of like the word God. It means a lot of things to a lot of people. Yeah. But w- my definition of love is not your definition of love. So, uh, I mean, I have a book on the, on the internet called the Instant Love Machine. And in that, um, an example that I like to use is uh, somebody growing up in a poor family, um, when it was their birthday, one of the most beautiful loving gifts that they could ever have was that the family got together and gave them some money. And then that money suddenly represented some love. Whereas another person may have come from a more wealthy family, and then when they wanted to kind of like get them out of the way, they'd throw them 20, 50 bucks and say, look, go get lost and go to the mall. And so money to them actually means not love. So, you know, everyone has their own definition. So in a relationship to find out what the other person thinks 
love is all about. And then that gives you a guideline of how you can act and what you can give to the other person. Because even if, you know, love means green headphones or a pair of shoes and you're like, that's complete insanity. If, <laughs> if you give your partner a pair of green headphones or the right pair of shoes, they're going to feel loved and you're acting out of love. Whether you under, you know, you don't have to even have that be your, your definition, but you can still express to your partner in your partner's language. And that's the important part. Most people, I find, don't take the time to find out what the other person thinks love is so that they can actually give to them in their own language of love, because we all have our own language of love. And you have to figure out what your language of love is. I know you and I were discussing right before the show um, how I had the uh, this huge, you know, mind-blowing, you know, I thought that, wow, I don't think I know or I realized I'm not in love with me, and I'm learning how to be in love with me every moment of every day. And if I can be in love with me, then you know, then others will be in love with me also, because it's just you're you're attracting then who and what you are, that reflection, that beauty. Because you know you have all these beautiful people around you, and you go, well, why are all those beautiful people around me? And it's because we're all seeing the love that we have within ourselves. That's that reflection back of that. And so um, these are, love is an extremely interesting concept in itself, like you said, many different ways of looking at what love is. And we may, I may have to do a show on that. <laughs> what love is, what is that? And <laughs> because you're, that is so true. And until you understand that you have to break down all those barriers and really be able and what you're talking about is communication. Yes. And we talk about that every week, communication and honesty. And I believe that's what came out of your relationship with ayahuasca and your trip to Peru is the honesty of who you are. Well, it's time to take a breath and have a few sips of tea and honey. Mm. And afterwards, I'd like to hear from you about what is the most unusual sexual writer experience that you have seen or been a part of around this world or maybe even here i don't know but i want to know because you've been you know you're kind of a quiet guy but boy this guy has got some knowledge and we know that so come come and listen to clay back in a breath and a sip Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Visit LoriJ.com to find out more about Lori J and her services as a psychic intuitive reader and past lives channel. Be sure to pick up Lori J's book, Don't Get Married, Get a Five-Year Contract, available on Amazon.com. With cheating and the divorce rate so high, why not look at commitment and marriage from a different point of view? You'll view relationships in a whole new light, one that you've probably never thought of before. Don't get married, get a five-year contract. Find out more at LoriJ.com. Are you someone who strives to accelerate your spiritual growth, living authentically? Everyone wishes they had a pipeline to higher wisdom to help them understand their life and manifest a new point of view. 
Join Holly and Paul Marwood, who will serve as your guides on Soul Genesis. They will share inspired guidance from the High Council of Orion, which can turn your questions into answers and your problems into solutions. Tune into Soul Genesis, live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. The 7th Wave Channel, on the Voice America Network. You are listening to Contract for Love. To reach Lori J. or her guest, please call toll-free 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Lori J. at LoriJ.com. Now, back to Contract for Love. Welcome back. It's Lori J. here with her guest, Clay Villanueva. Now, Clay... We asked you the question, we, well, yeah, I'm going to talk for <laughs> all of us. Yeah. Um, we asked you the question about, did, have you seen or been a part of any kind of major um, sexual writer experience while you've been traveling around the world? And if not, what would you like to talk to us about? Well, the main thing that I find mostly, I don't know where to put it, put this, uh, no, I haven't been like on any of the National Geographic crazy tri- <laughs> tribe in the woods. Like, oh my God, you know. But, <laughs> but um, the what I have been a part of is noticing that the U.S. is pretty much the only country where prostitution is illegal. Here, it's very vilified. It's very dirty, and you know, drug, crack, pimp kind of thing going on. And you go to any other country, I mean, I'm Europe, South America, Asia. I mean, I've been, like, really a lot of places. And it's just, like, you know, there's going to be fast food and there's going to be a car dealership and there's going to be a red light district and there's going to be every single culture that's been around for more than a couple of hundred years like ours. It's just, well, that's a, that's something that culture does. And... Um, I find it interesting that here it's just such a huge, you know, it's a religious thing. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a soapbox. It's a, mm-hmm. it means all this stuff, and uh, it's it's not like that out there in the world. At and all. and it, I don't know how this all happened in, you know, that we had to make prostitution illegal. That just make it just so it gets me on my soapbox. I got to tell you, this gets me on my soapbox. Why we're putting resources and task forces. I mean, police task forces to go and arrest people for having sex? What? I don't care what people, if people want to have sex with one another. As long as they're consenting adults, that's the, you know, consenting adults, go. And if you, you know, if you want a special experience or whatever and you can't get it any other place and you want to pay for it, why do we care? I don't understand this. And it's, you know, I I don't want to get on a tax thing, but I got to say, it's such a waste of tax money to have all of these wonderful police officers going and doing stuff that makes no sense. Most of the people are out within 24 hours. 
out of jail. Why are they in jail? Because they're enjoying each other's bodies. There's something very innately wrong with that. Oh, I, I don't like to use the word because I'm being judgmental. But it doesn't feel correct that we have to care about what's going on with other people in the sexual realm. I mean, that's your business. That, that's you your know, personal private. Your pers- and, I mean, just like the ayahuasca that, that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Here, ayahuasca, it's a crime where you go someplace else and it's a national treasure. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's like that's how night and day different our culture is. And, you know, there's a lot of positive things about being in America. However, we have to acknowledge also that we are very, we have a juvenile-listic <laughs> kind yeah. of perspective on a lot of things because we have only been around a little while. I mean, even the England, the country that, you know, pretty much where our culture has come from, I mean, there's red light districts there. I mean, it's like, yeah, like this whole thing is just, and, and you, you go to other countries and you're asking about experience. I mean, I was in the Navy and I've been, you know, to play the, you know, the ports with the sailors thing. And it's just wide open, like public, you know, it's like entertainment. Like there's carnivals you go to or restaurants you go to and, you know, adults have their needs and sailors at sea. And I mean, it's all full guns, anything like Disney world of sex. I mean, it's like, it's nothing wrong. It's not bad. You go, you do your thing. It's like going to Disney world. You see Mickey Mouse and, you know, <laughs> you're partying out. And it's like okay, and and what and I can imagine, especially to those nineteen and twenty year olds that may have been stuck on a ship for a long time, and then all of a sudden they get, <laughs> they get where people are in windows. <laughs> oh yeah, like in Amsterdam, right? Yeah, in Amsterdam, exactly. where the women are in windows and advertising. So I just think that it's and that's what is so interesting is that we are so behind. Uh, our I feel our culture is really behind in how we treat sexual situations and the whole idea of sex. And yet, if you turn on the television... Oh, that's and, all there is. That's all there is, is. And shows don't make it unless pe- women are scantily clothed and you have the handsome, you know, guy and they're all, they all get heated up and then all of a sudden it stops and you go, wait a minute, why did that stop? <laughs> you know? And so you we, can go buy something off the internet, right? Off yeah. <laughs> Gets you all worked up, but what? don't give the yeah. money to a, a professional sex worker, of course. It's like Amazon or yeah, you know, yeah. Like that. Let's not go and help people. If they want to go into this for a profession, they can stay clean. They can be, you know, they can help each other. And we wouldn't have the pimp situation. We wouldn't have the drug situation that we have within that realm. And I think the most important thing is women would not be abused. I mean, women are abused enough. And when you put the criminal element into something like prostitution, people, these women are being abused by pimps and whatever, and they get them hooked on drugs. And all of a sudden, before you know it, you've got this subculture of people. Why? Because of sex? This boggles my brain, Clay. It literally boggles my brain that you or anybody else should care if I'm in another room having sex with somebody. Why would you care? How does that disrupt your life? How is that hurting society? How is any of that, why should any of that be government run or attacked or whatever? I don't know what the word. See, I'm getting getting really crazy now. I'm getting crazy, uh, Clay. My Italian is coming. My Italian's coming out. (gasps) I got to breathe. Okay. Okay. Help. And here I thought you were going to run away with this. <laughs> I'm running away now. I'm getting wild. Okay, go ahead. I'll let you talk. 
<laughs> just, just, just breathe. Take breathe. Your, your consciousness break. The sip, right? No, okay, oh, the sip. I need some tie. I need some, yeah, tea and honey. Yeah. But yeah, okay. no, I... It's understandably confusing because if you do go outside of America, like I said, it's every country. We're the only country playing this game, and I don't have an answer to why. You don't. No, no <laughs> idea. But I'm just telling you, and, and most Americans that I talk to when they go on vacation are not leaving the country. I mean, just most, they don't do that. So it's not a commonly known thing here. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know, you don't sit down and talk to somebody and go, oh, yeah, well, last time I was in Ecuador or last time I was in Spain or, you know, wherever you're talking about, they're not like, well, yeah, there's red light districts all around and why is it like that here we're, we're more captive captive kept captive as far as our experience but when you think about it it goes back to almost everything because you know i in my practice i guide a lot of people in their situations with sexuality and spirituality and usually almost everything comes back to sexuality even if they think they have money problems they may but it really goes back to what has it done to their sexual relationship so and we are such a closed society we're so closed-minded on the entire you know thought about sex and things that have to do with sex except when they're advertising it on television um that you have to wonder isn't it couldn't that possibly be a large point a large reason why we are so um stunted sexually in many aspects of our lives and don't get on with things because look at the amount of people. The first thing that, that went, happened when the computers went into everybody's home was pornography. Okay, now pornography granted. built the internet. Absolutely. Yep. And definitely, I have to definitely say, I am not talking about children, people. I am not talking about children. That is a no-no. And that is the only time people should get arrested <laughs> for their crimes, so but to speak. It, but even just the basic bare breast. I mean, and, and the Europeans are kind of laughing at us because over there, they've, you know, they're like human. I mean, you go to a beach anywhere and people are just getting either naked or, you know, I mean, the breast thing in here, it's like people go crazy over a bare <laughs> breast. And you go to other countries and they look at you like, oh, you must be American because, I mean, <laughs> uh, these breasts have been around for, you know, hundreds of millions of years and you guys are making a big deal out of it. So Absolutely. Same thing down in Peru. Uh, all the natives down there are very, very open. It's not about being covered and clothed. And again, if you get out a bit and check out the rest of the world, the U.S. has some hugely conservative and of unknown origin uh, concepts and, you know, trying to make people think certain things when you see what the rest of the human race is doing it's not a natural normal thing so your confusion yeah. I, I share with you <laughs> what the, yeah where is this coming from where is one? this coming from All absolutely right. and why aren't we being more open-minded and why aren't we being more accepting especially of people who are, don't have partners or have some kind of afflictions and they they have a right to their sexual experiences and sometimes they have to pay somebody for that whether you're a male or female so why should we deny them that marvelous Marvelous sexual sensation, which absolutely goes along with their spirituality. Why do we deny that to people because of a closed-minded uh, situation in our, you know, in our culture? So I'm hoping that we definitely get out with a lot of what we're saying and a lot of uh, how we you know, definitely feel about these things that more people will come out and say, yeah, that is, you know, if you want to talk about what's wrong, it's wrong that we're, we're 
making these people go to jail and all this other nonsense. So, you know. Or, or maybe just get out of the country and just go someplace where you're not being a criminal to partake in whatever it is that your spirit is calling you to partake in. I mean, you know, it could be ayahuasca, it could be professional sexual interaction, it could be a variety of things, but I found it's it's very liberating to go to where it is accepted initially than to go try to, you know, here in the US, a lot of things it's just it's it's not it's not worth trying to circumvent what's in place. Yeah, I understand that, but I'm hoping I'm I'm the perpetual hope optimist. I guess <laughs> that's <laughs> a beautiful thing. <laughs> that it will change here. It will change here, so that this way we can have so much more openness and love. Love. It's all. It's it, all with love. It, it will change. It is all about love. But you know, I don't know if I'm going to be alive. <laughs> to <laughs> I don't, see know. It. I don't know if I will either. An airplane ticket that. is is right now, and you want to be in the moment, and you can go be in the moment in a lot of places. <laughs> So for, for my son and, you know, grandchildren or whatever, yes, I had the big hopes, and I'm totally with you. Yeah. But, you know, if you have something going on and you're just looking for some answers right now, sitting around hoping, waiting for things to change. Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons I wrote my book. I'm going to definitely be writing some more because there's so much to conquer on this, these subjects. And um, with all my wonderful guests, I'm learning so much, too, of uh, – and being able to gather and pick everybody's brain and, you know, be able to get all this wonderful emotion that we do share out there for people to get excited. That's what it's all about. Get excited about life. You know, it never doesn't matter what age you are. You've got to get excited about life, your sexuality, love, all the things that make us really feel good. You know, the, the cheeseburger may make us feel good for a little, little bit maybe or whatever, the fast food whole thing. Hey, there's life. There's touching, there's feeling, there's all this excitement with other human beings, holding hands, hugging. I uh, very rarely do I ever meet somebody that doesn't get a hug, right? Yeah. You got to get hugged because that's what it's about. It's about embracing not only your own aura, but embracing other people's auras. Feel them, feel their spirituality, feel who they are as a person through their physical uh, stature and, you know, the warmth of the uh, two bodies coming together. How can you beat that? I don't know. Why would you? Why would you want to? Exactly. Right? Uh, what a what a thing to do. Well, it's you know it's getting close. Oh my gosh, where does the time go? Uh, <laughs> the time is slipping away from us, Clay. You are you have had so many marvelous experiences, and uh, I really appreciate you coming and sharing them with us because it is something that I feel that people need to be aware of. And like you said, you know, it may be if you do want to do something like this, you may have to go to Peru to do it. And you need guidance. Uh, let's make this perfectly clear, too. If you do decide to do something with ayahuasca, I don't. Th it, if you're with somebody that what, just hands it to you and said, try this, no, 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 you can't do that. Well, no, it, no. that's probably not going to happen. Anymore, oh, but okay. Yeah, just, you okay. know, some internet research, there's about 10,000 pages out there on it. And, mm -hmm. yeah, there's Peru, there's Ecuador, even in Costa Rica. I mean, it's all around. Peru's kind of the capital of it. But, I mean, however it comes to you, we'll, we'll be totally fine. But, yes, you're right. Something with someone with experience and a guide. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you for that. And I would like to say to everyone, I really enjoyed having you tune in today. Thank you for that. 
And I want you to always remember to take a breath, many, many sips of tea and honey, and just remember we are all the perfect, imperfect piece of the perfect puzzle. Join me next week. Thank you. Love to all. Thanks for tuning in to Contract for Love. Be sure to join Lori J. next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. We'll talk more next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 